We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Not the stat that you really want to hear, but there are 300,000 children who live in poverty right here in Washington State. And we're uh, needing your help on this one. And that's why we've teamed up with our friends at the Washington State Council of Firefighters for Operation Warm and Coats for Kids. We're going to try to put as many kids in a brand new American-made jacket this winter. 20 bucks. What's a brand new coat on a child in need? And this year, our goal is to help get 2,500 kids their winter coats that they deserve. It's cold out there. We're inviting you to join us, please, yeah, if man. you can. Uh, give whatever you got at uh, KISW.com. The kids need it. And Coats for Kids is a great organization. And 2,500 coats, that's a good number. If we can get more than that, obviously. That would be even better. That would be better. But anything you can give, please. KISW.com. All right, our random question. Question 206-803-ROUND. Hello, random, Taylor. Random, Welcome to the men's room. Taylor, welcome to the program. Random question, question. Let's see what we got here for uh, for you, Taylor. Okay. When you were in school, what would you say was your biggest academic achievement? Steve, I know you won a writing contest. Okay, let me qualify this. It was a citywide competition on a history paper. I came in second place through all of Baltimore City. Now, that sounded good. My parents are proud. I got a trophy. And I was terrible in school, so this was a big deal. The truth is, and I never shared this with my parents, was there was a kid a grade before me who had done the exact same things. They just entered you into the competition in 10th or 11th mm-hmm. grade. And it was automatic, right? So he wrote a paper on Greek mythology. He wasn't the brightest cat in the world, but he still had the paper. So he gave me his full paper, and I just rewrote it as though he were literate. Okay. And I ended, so... I got the achievement, but I truly did nothing to get. Basically, I plagiarized. Okay. But I won. Uh, but you won the contest. But I did, well, second place, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what was your big uh, award, maybe, that you got in school? So, I like for like, I, I just wasn't good at school. <laughs> like, I could listen, but I just didn't like sitting all day, and I did, nothing really clicked. And then uh, my senior year of high school, I took metal shop, which they teach you how to weld, uh, how to bend metal, measurement stuff. And weird, all of a sudden, math became like a beautiful mind to me. It just flowed through my brain. 
Well, they gave us five projects through the semester. I ended up doing all of them and created four, like wrote the blueprints. Uh, I ended up getting 160% in that class, which I didn't know you could get more than 100, like more, like a super A plus. It's funny how you talk about, man, I got all this math. I got 160% in this <laughs> class. They just throw it out the window at that point, but but we got you. Yeah. But uh, the teacher, he, he told me, he's like, I'm going to use these projects that you created out of your mind. Like, I... I I made a longhorn bowl out of metal, um, a chair, and he was like, I'm, I'm going to keep using these projects for my students later, and I got student of the semester, which was, my mom was like, oh, he's not supposed to be in special ed classes, okay. Well, you know, my problem would be like, no, I'm taking this chair home, brother. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, What do you do now? Yeah. Has that translated into anything you do in your life? Uh, so I am a team lead on a company in the area that builds these things that like fly through the sky. <laughs> All right. So you're still dealing with metal. Yes. These things that fly through the uh, sky. Hmm. Still building, but I'm smart. I swear I'm smart. Now, did, uh, did you taking metal shop? Is that, did that kind of inspire you to go in the direction you did when you realize I enjoy it and I do understand math if it's applied to something that I care about? Uh, I mean, yeah. I like growing up. My favorite toys were Legos, so I was like building okay. and stuff like that. And so I, I like to think that it attributed to what I'm doing because you, if you have good hands-on like knowledge, you, you look at something and you're like, okay, here to here, this doesn't make sense. I can make it make sense. And it's again, I just it, I, I just feel super smart when I do it, which is awesome. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Get it, but. Now, my, well, my brother was a Lego guy. Anything engineering, he wanted to be able to deconstruct it because he was convinced he could put it back together. And for the most part, he could. And that translates to what he does for a living. The thing I find with math with a lot of kids, right? So a lot of kids just don't like it because there's no wiggle room. It is what it is, right? But my son always bitches about math. But I realize he learned more about math watching football with me. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Scores like 23-7. And I was like... What does this team have to do to come back? And he would rattle it off in a heartbeat. And I go, dude, you know your math if it applies to something you care about. Right. Watch somebody who can do old school scoring at a bowling alley. Right. In a you heartbeat. Know, they, they just came, boom, come up with a number. I'm like, oh, this is this, then you do that. Then yeah. I mean, luckily, you don't have to anymore. You yeah, don't have true, to. But you know? back, like my grandmother, man, she is still, she's one of those people who can just sit down and do that type of math because that's what she, she used to bowl for, you know, the right. majority of her life with her girls league and everything else. But that, that was like, when I go bowling with her, I'm like, how, she would try to teach me. Uh, I never got it as a kid, no. No, I, I, I could not do that. I could keep a book of a baseball game, but right. I, that's really not math. It's just like ball strike. Trying, trying to, watch football with my wife and explain the scoring she is keep in mind two master's degrees and some other third degree i don't i don't <laughs> i don't remember but explaining football which i mean to us we're like oh it's simple they do this it gets you this this point she looks at me like i'm telling her trigonometry yeah, well, in her defense american football we all Live in the states, we're used yeah. to it, but it is very strange. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of the rules, how it, the scoring works, when it when it's worth two, when it's worth one. But if you care, you don't. Re- and that's the whole thing with my kid. You know, he cares about football, so 
I love it when he tells me they should go for two points now. But if you ask him, he breaks it down. And I'm like, that's math. Yeah. Stop saying you well, hate math. We, we, we talk about the fact all the time. If you play any kind of organized sports, and even if it's Little League or you played in a, you know, a pub league, you're, the chances of you winning a championship in your lifetime, mm-hmm. they're very slim. And if you do, it's a big deal. But it might have been in the fourth grade when you won a championship, and you're never going to win one again. Right. Yeah. But academics is harder because the field is bigger. And there's more people involved in the school than there are on individual teams. But so. also, they assume that whatever you, quote-unquote, learned last year, you still remember. So they just start doing it. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody here, and I've maintained this pretty much my entire life, says, I learned the metric system because I started buying drugs. And I was saying, man, if you're in a room full of people, and you say, well, how many pounds does a kilo? The person who blurts it out instantly, I'm like, they work with drugs. No, but, they I mean, work with them. They probably dealt them. That's what I'm saying. It's There's not many things in the States where the metric system is what we choose to use. There's a few things. Uh-huh. You can say a 16-millimeter film. You go, okay. Most people don't really get it, but it's just what we call it. You move on. But as far as weight differences and all that, I'm like, that's a cat that I has I mean, grams and ounces only shows up with trucks. Right, that's it, yeah. right? I mean, it, honest to God. So if you can blurt that stuff out, I'd just go like, hey, man, look, when this when this thing's over, look, let's let's talk. I, was either, I, I know I got a ribbon. I was either second or third. I, I didn't win in a science fair project probably in fifth or sixth grade. That's, mm-hmm. that's as close as I've come from an academic standpoint. I know you're the homecoming king. It is still academic-related, although... It you know not so much the, the, the grades don't matter. The, 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 the look look aspect. Well, it's the same thing with student council or any of these or president. Right. You don't have to have good grades necessarily. You got to have grades to keep you eligible. Correct. Because right because I was a senior class president my senior year, and traditionally it had always been somebody really kind of book smart and sure. nerdy. So then I had a buddy. So then he was like, "Well, if you could do it, I'll try it next year." So then he did it, but his grades were so horrible. He got impeached. Wow! He got impeached. Oh yeah, they Damn. kicked him out of the out of the office. Huh? You got to you got to make like you had to maintain at least like a two point over. It wasn't that. Look, I could do it. It wasn't get a that seat, hard, right? Yeah. Just get a seat. I'm not sure that guy has has graduated high school yet. Really? Because he didn't get to walk because his grades weren't good All enough. Right. And then it's one of those things where they were like, "Hey, you got to go to the community college, and they have some, you know, like uh, if you're great, if you're if you if you don't have if you don't test well enough, you have to take some remedial courses." Yeah. So those are high school credits. You're like, but to this day, I'm almost positive he never went and did it. But what, what's more frustrating? All right, so most of us have made the point, like, look, we weren't the best in school, so. Anytime you got a passing grade, that was good enough. When I got to graduate from high school, good enough. Did not care to this day. Still don't care. There's my brother. All right. Super brain. And when we went to his graduation, they would rattle off like the top three people in Egypt. Science, math, blah, 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 blah. He was always number two. And I always remember this girl's name. Well, as a grown-ass woman now. Julie Chen. She beat him in mm-hmm. everything. Dave, Dave, right? David so Chen, David Chen was our valedictorian. But like, same thing, right? So my brother, you know, he would have like a ninety-nine point two average, second only to Julie Chen, who had a ninety-nine point six average, and it pissed him off. He used to drive him crazy. So I'm always wondering, what's worse? I'm sure it doesn't nag at him at this day, but like he was kind of disappointed after the graduation because you kept coming in second place to the score who clearly is a brain. I was like, bro, I got a C. And I'm sure they curved up and gave me a 70 just to get me the hell out of the school. I am perfectly happy. Like we I, had very different emotions at our high school it's graduation. It's like a sports argument, right? Like you could ask a lot of people, right? Ask Buffalo Bills fans, All right. right? After that first Super Bowl, they basically get blown out every game, mm-hmm. right? So some teams go to a Super Bowl get blown out. Then you say, Ah, I wish we put up a better fight. 
Ask a Seahawks fan <laughs> when you lose that game on the one yard. So, like, that's always an argument in sports, too, that I have with people. How like, close do you, do you want to get to winning? Is it, is, it, is it worse to lose at the very end and just get blown out, or is it better to at least put up the good fight and almost win? So here's the thing. So for me, if we're going Super Bowl analogies, I was the Broncos versus the Seahawks. But I still got to graduate. Still got to go to the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. But I got the S kicked out of me. Wasn't close. You almost wonder if I should have been there. And then my brother is the Seahawks, Seahawks losing Super Bowl, where it's like, why don't we just run the damn ball? Julie Chen intercepted the damn ball. In spite of all the work we did to get down the field, Julie Chen picked it off. Ruined it for me. Yeah. I don't know what's tough for me. But here's the difference. More people, and even outside of Seattle, will bring up the losing Super Bowl than the winning Super Bowl. And you bring Correct. up the Broncos. For, the oh, Seahawks, you just kicked the piss out of The Seahawks have to win another Super Bowl for people to stop bringing up the one they lost. That, that is true. Yeah. That is true. I'll also say, when I went to my nephew's graduation in June, the girl that was the Valor Victorian there, I felt like a piece of crap. What? She was like the president of every club, did some sports, like did all this extracurricular, and was like going to the Naval Academy. And I was just like, she's just a better person than I am. <laughs> like, overall. <laughs> yes. Reese, we asked, what was your biggest academic achievement? By the way, if you're on hold there, for the random question, question, call back. We had to reset the phone lines after the last call. 206-803-ROW. Oh, hey, Miles. Mm-hmm. My biggest academic achievement was I got an answer right at a class at Johns Hopkins University. What was the question? Was it history? Yeah, it was it was re, it was related to history in a labor union. And you, I mean, look, but don't feel bad about it. But you got it. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. Right, and I already I had already worked in the AFL and CIO, so I was just and she was like, "Oh, sure, the guy that came with Steve Adams." Like you could answer, you know? Oh, what? really? And so, she, but you but you you went onto that class voluntarily. Yeah, it was hammered. Yeah, it was like oh, you're a hammer. I had the day off. He was it was like his it was his last Yeah, it was like his last day of school. We had both bartended, stayed up all night, and he was like, You wanna go to class? And I was like, Hell yeah. And I remember us like smoking like menthol cigarettes on the way over there. So she's like, Yeah, sure. That you you go ahead, answer. Then I answered and she's like, That's exactly right. <laughs> Don't you love those? Did she know did she know you weren't in the class? Of course. All right, okay. So it was a smaller class. Yeah, right. It wasn't like a giant one. Right. There was only like 15 of us in there. I had that moment in third grade. I always remember this. It was a, a full third grade assembly. So we're all sitting, what, crisscross applesauce is what they call that crap now. But we're sitting on the floor, and they had, uh, it was an astronaut, which I'm old enough that the moon landing had not been that, that long ago. So it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's one of the Apollo astronauts or just an astronaut. But anyway, he walked in, and he's espousing all these fun things about space. I wasn't been a space nerd. It helped that my brother was too. So he just told me things and I retained it. But I remember this guy says, other than the sun, or no, he said, what's the closest star to planet Earth? And everybody raises their hand and goes, other than the sun. And all the hands went down. And I remember I kept mine up and he picked me and he had that stupid smile that adults do when they're already condescending to you. Yep. Okay, little bud. It's like Alpha Centauri A. He's like that. Mm-hmm. That actually is the answer. And I remember I said, I know. That's why I said it. Raise me asked, what was your biggest academic achievement? Most teens head to college after graduating high school. Peter Park is sure. a little ahead of his time. The 18-year-old was sworn in last week as what may be California's youngest practicing prosecutor. According to our release from the Tulare County District Attorney's Office, where Park has been serving as a law clerk since August, Park found out last month he passed the famously rigorous bar exam he took in July at 17. Damn perhaps making him the youngest person ever to do so. But the California State Bar, they can't confirm he's the youngest because they've never even thought about uh, sure. keeping track of how old someone is. But they say it's quite an extraordinary feat, one worth celebrating for sure. He kicked off his high school career in 2019 at the age of 13. 
at Oxford Academy in Cyprus. Now, thanks to California law, he was able to take proficiency exams and enroll in a four-year JD program at Northwestern California University School of Law at the same time. So he graduated high school in two years, then did the same at law school earlier this year. He is expected to be sworn in on Wednesday. The DA's office hired him as deputy district attorney this week. We had to wait until he turned 18. As for how Park feels about his accomplishment and the career he now has ahead of him, he says per the release, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. It required some discipline and strategy, and I made it in the end. I do want to be a, a prosecutor because I'm driven by a moral obligation to uphold liberty, equality, and justice in society, and I admire how prosecutors keep our community safe and bringing closure to people who are victims. Yeah, I was nothing like that at that age, man. And I don't want an 18-year-old kid prosecuting me. I would just feel so bad, especially if you know he's right. Like, God damn. But not only that, though, but like, I hope the prosecutor has a little more life experience and can maybe fathom something. Like, I feel like he's going to be very strict by the rule. Oh, he's going to be by the book, right? Like, you're doing all 22 of those months. I'll be like, come on, dude. Right. There's going to be no wiggle room. Like, time served? Like, no. You're doing all 22 months. Like, just, you know what? You can't even drink, you little pipsqueak. Until he turns about 22. (laughs) Then I get the feeling. But you know what, Your Honor? I advise a lenient sentence. You know, time served. I'm somebody who can sympathize with why I did what I did. Yeah. How about new rule? If you're not old enough to drink at a bar, you're not old enough to prosecute somebody. Especially for the reasons you'd probably prosecute me. Oh, I can't believe you did that. Of course you can't. You're 19. You have no idea what life is like. Don't matter. Have you been with a woman? Why am I yelling like I'm already guilty? You got hair in your armpits yet? Damn. Yeah, exactly. By the way, your mother's very attractive. <laughs> and she's my age. Yeah, I think I'm older than her. <laughs> Hello, McCall. Welcome to the men's room. Hello. Oh, Hola. McCall, welcome Hola. to the program. And the random question, question. All right, let's get, let's see here. Let's give you this one. All right. What is the craziest family secret that you ever found out? Oh, God. Really, this is the question? Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have to name names. You can just say what the secret is. One of my relatives okay, I found yeah. out did this. Right. All right. Um, my sister uh, sending nudes to a Tinder date, I guess, would maybe be one of the craziest. Wait, I might have more. Sending nudes to who? A Tinder date that I had that she's never met. Wait, wait, wait. She sent nudes of herself to your Tinder date? Yes. On and purpose? He found her on Snapchat. So, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Who ended up going out on a date with him? Oh, I went on multiple dates with him. Didn't know about this and then found out from her boyfriend. Okay, so you had no idea that the guy you're dating or that you're going on occasional dates with has naked photos of your sister that she intentionally sent him. Yep. And so do you confront your sister about this or how does this go down? I have not. She's a lot younger than me, so I, uh, no, I have not. <laughs> okay. So to this day, she doesn't know that you know. Nope. That's pretty strange. I don't know why she'd do that to your date. It that is weird. I don't think she, kn- did she know that that was your date? Yes, she definitely All did right. because okay. I lived up in like, yeah, we All lived right. in different states. So she definitely knew who this person was. And do you know if this person ever went on a date with her or responded? Um, oh, he doesn't. He responded for sure. <laughs> and I responded to him to stay away and stop talking to him. But okay. 
Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Makes sense. Man, oh man, that is not what I expected to hear. Here's a crazy one. What is the uh, craziest family secret you ever found out? Thomas Randall was dying of lung cancer, had a secret. In March of 2021, with his daughter at his bedside in their Boston home, and after his first chemotherapy session, he made a confession. He was a fugitive and one for more than five decades because more than 50 years earlier, when he was 20, he robbed an Ohio bank of $215,000. And his real name was not Thomas Randell, but Theodore Conrad. <laughs> he implored his daughter not to look into the case, but after this bombshell revelation, his daughter Ashley, she didn't sleep much that night, so she did what most curious people would do. I'm alone in my childhood bedroom, and I googled Ted Conrad missing. The first thing that came up said something like, uh, Vault Teller Robs Bank. I was like, oh my God, this is my dad. And there were hundreds and hundreds of articles about him. And with every click, her father's dark past unspooled before her eyes. Uh, Thomas Randall was a car salesman in Massachusetts and a country club golf pro who adored his wife and only child. Uh, he doted on his daughter and showed up for her soccer games and khaki pants, fast cars, and an ironic twist. He also donated to local police charities, spent hours watching NCIS and other crime shows. But back in Cleveland, he's Ted Conrad, an elusive bank robber. Now, he was barely out of his teens when he pulled off one of the biggest heists in Ohio history, the equivalent of $1.7 million today. Wow, okay. Now, he did this inspired by his favorite movie, The Thomas Crown Affair. I told him, <laughs> I looked you up, there's a million articles about you, and they're all still looking for you, in case you didn't know. And we have to tell mom, said his daughter. Uh, Conrad's heist also sounded like a story from a movie. On July 11, 1969, he showed up for work as a teller at Society National Bank in Cleveland. It was a Friday. It was his birthday weekend. So he bought a bottle of whiskey and a pack of cigarettes during his break. At the end of the day, he went into the vault and quietly stuffed $215,000 into a paper bag and walked away from his old life, never to be seen again. <laughs> the week of his disappearance, then, Apollo 11 landed the first humans on the moon. So as far as the headlines go, right, it's done. he went from being at the top of the paper uh, to buried in the back. Uh, but investigators, they never gave up. They had tips. California, Hawaii, Texas, Oregon. Leads all turned out to be false. He was on America's Most Wanted. His confession turned the Randall family upside down. Uh, the daughter said she and her mother knew her dad likely only had a few months to live. So they decided not to share his secret with authorities. The last thing she wanted, she said, was to see her ailing 71-year-old father hauled off to prison. But after he did pass away, they alerted authorities. I mean, if my grandfather or father dropped that on me, I'd be honestly, man, that is pretty cool. More of the random question, question coming up, 206-803-ROD. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 99.9 KISW. The men's room returns with miles and thrill. Your guess is as good as mine. Cut up our categories today. The states with more cows than people. Mm-hmm. And your favorite candy bars. We'll do your guess this is as good as mine right after emails and a random question. Question 206-803-RAD. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Random, random, Hola. random. Hola. 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 Justin, welcome to the program. And the last random question, question of the year. Let's see here. What do I got for you? All right, let's go with this one. What did you try to smuggle and where did you try to smuggle it? Oh. Drugs, booze. Other contraband. Mm-hmm. My dad used yeah, to I mean, snuggle snacks in the movie before. theater. What was uh, that, Justin? Oh, I said I've, I've smuggled, you know, I've, I've gotten booze into, like, stadiums and stuff. Trying to think anything that. What is your, uh, what is your, your booze smuggling technique? Everyone seems to have something different to be able to sneak different things in. Uh, all you got to do is have the airplane bottles, make sure they're plastic. Yep. And then I wear, uh like uh, spandex kind of like like jock underwear and just stuff them in my thighs. All right. Okay. I got you, Jay. Not a bad technique. Uh, where have you done that before? Uh, Seahawks games. Okay. Uh, no, I think just pretty much Seahawks games and, and maybe uh, the occasional Mariners game. All right. All right. Fair the, the weirdest one I've ever seen, I saw someone get busted and got thrown out of a bar because they brought in their own minis. And really? I thought to my yeah, they had their own minis. It was a, it was a woman. She had them in her purse, and she brought them in. And she, I I I found out all of this after the fact. I okay. was not witness to any of this, but I was like, why is the like the manager came over and it was like and the bartender. I I don't know if she poured it. She was sitting at the bar. I don't if know she if poured she poured her it. own drinks. I understand. Yes. Yeah, you got it. If you just right. have them on you, yeah. we don't care. But like, if you're bringing sand to the beach. Man. But I, I just I, I didn't see it. But I was like, she did what? She's like. He's like, yeah, she smuggled in her own booze. I was like, that's very weird. I don't know if she was putting the glass down by her waist and then pouring it into the glass. Well, people still want to hang out in the bar. They just don't have money. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, that yeah. is fair enough. It is. I, I, I would think, how old was she? Jen, I haven't seen anybody do that. Um, 30s, maybe? All right, I was going to say, I, I knew people that used to do that, but everybody was 21 to 25. Exactly. I haven't seen anybody do it in years. And you're right. You said uh, smuggling like candy and food into the movie theater. Definitely seen that one a lot. And it helps because a lot of times that you don't, like, I would not smuggle candy into a movie theater for me. I'm a grown-ass man. But if I'm taking my son and eight of his friends, like, hey, guys, since this is going to be on me, yep. you each have a bag of m mm-hmm. But here's the difference. They don't frisk kids, right? They don't shake kids down. They'll shake me down, even though they know damn well. If there's any sugary contraband here, it's you. I've yeah. sn- You know where I've snuck probably used to flask the most? It's like holiday events. Are you going to go yes. walk around, look at Christmas trees, bring a little flask with you? you know, Christmas like, uh, lights. Are you going to go... Uh, to the zoo and do the zoo, zoo lights, lights? Whatever they call that. I won't say that I did that last year, but the damn right I did it last year when I heard the, hey, we're going with this other family to see the zoo lights. Now that said, I was not excited to do it, so I absolutely loaded up on the booze for myself, but it was, it's a very good event. 
I've I've like, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's great. I've done it with a friend, and we just had a little flask of fireball. Yeah. Like looked at all the lights. I think I did it once too. One, you know, one of those mazes for the uh, around Halloween. Oh, like the corn haunted, maze or whatever. Or the haunted, mm-hmm. like you know, you walk through it or whatever. Yeah. But same thing. There's a group of like five of us, and one of the girls was like, "Hey, brought my flask." I was like, yep. "Nice, cool. right. nice move." Uh, and a lot of weddings. Not, not to be busted by you know a manager someplace or uh, an officer of the law or anything, but the ones that I felt the most guilty about were family members of mine, um, not even friends, family members of mine that had a dry wedding, specifically yes. my brother, uh-huh. and very religious. He, he's very religious. His wife's family is incredibly religious. They had mints, you know, little peppermint mints at the at the wedding. Yeah. In a bowl kind of thing. I have a whole handful of these in my pocket. Every time I was going to the bathroom and taking a pool, it was like, I don't think anyone ever talked to me where I did not have a mint in my mouth the entire wedding. Yeah, because you got to be sucking on a mint. The entire time. Because I, I did not want to get busted. And I and I, I I had not met a lot of my brother's wife's family members before. Sure. Extended family. All right. So, you know, being introduced to all of them. And they're all very... Prim and proper. They don't drink. They don't. Maybe they do, but it was not going to happen at this occasion. And that's so. My brother did a dry wedding as well, which I I really because he's not particularly religious. His wife's not particularly religious, which typically is the reason why, right? So they decided to dry, not the wedding, the reception. And I thought you've got to be kidding me. So the nice thing was where they held the reception was separate from the church. And this is on the East Coast, so all of your quote unquote ballrooms and all that kind of crap Mm -hmm. are attached to a strip mall. So. When we got there, there was a liquor store like two doors down. And I don't say anything, but went into the reception and the table I'm seated at, there's my aunt, there's a few other people around. I said, I'm going to go out to smoke. Well, one of the older gentlemen that was there, I'll go there with him, blows up a cigarette. So you go out to smoke and he goes, listen here, man, there's someone so liquors right there. I said, dude, that's why I'm out here. I'm right. not even here yep. to have a cigarette. So we went down there and we grabbed a bunch of minis, just stuffed them in the inside of our little tuxedo coats. When we came back and word got out, and it stayed pretty quiet, but word got out that we had minis. I mean, people are coming up to, uh, hey, listen, brother, next time you smoke, can you grab me? I'm like, yeah, you got it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even at weddings, like a lot of weddings, and I get it, they're not going to serve shots. Yeah. Right? Fair, and a lot of times, the bride and groom are like, hey. So my last cousin that got married like two summers ago, Kelly, she got married, and that was the thing. You couldn't order shots from the, you know, obviously it was open bar, just yeah. no shots. So one of our other friends who who grew up with her, him and his wife, they had parked there, or somebody had driven them, and they had a bottle of like whiskey or <laughs> bourbon in their car. Now I know Rusty, right? Yeah. He's he's closer with my cousins, but I grew up with Rusty. So like, finally word trickles down to me that Rusty's got the bottle in the car. So I'm like Rusty, and he's like, God damn it, man! Like I just walked back in. <laughs> so basically, he didn't care that people right. were drinking. His he was just tired of walking to the car yeah, and back. Right. He's yeah. like. I want to dance with my wife. I was like, can I have your keys? He's like, here, just take them. I was like, just hand the keys. Just give me the file, man. Reason asked, what did you smuggle and wear? A tourist tried to smuggle not one, but two otters in his pants in Thailand. And a dog. The 22-year-old from Taiwan was detained at the International Airport in Bangkok. Go ahead, try to say it. It is going to be Super Nabami? Super Nabumi? Maybe. I don't know. He was due to get on a flight back to Taipei. Security suspicions were aroused by what appeared to be a large bulge protruding below the man's waistband. Scans revealed what turned out to be not one but two Asian small clawed otters and a prairie dog concealed in his trousers. I got two live otters and a prairie dog. Stuffed into uh, three separate socks and then taped into the man's boxer shorts. The animals are believed to have been purchased from a market in the Thai capital. Does that seem dangerous to you? 
I got two otters and a prairie dog mm-hmm. taped next to my genitalia. The smallest of some 13 species of otter and native to the region, Asian small-clawed otters are listed as vulnerable on the International Union Conservation List. Although more commonly found in the grasslands of the United States, prairie dogs are also listed as an endangered species by the organization. Well, they held the suspect, who was understood to be facing charges under a number of local laws in violation of the Animal Protection Act. Animals, meanwhile, were taken in by the uh, the country's Wildlife Conservation Office. Uh, Thailand is not a gateway to smuggle exotic animals out of the country. They say we will catch anyone who tries to take animals on planes. However, bizarre... Recent discovery pales by comparison to a similar incident at the same airport last year when two women were caught trying to board a flight to India with more than 100 live animals concealed in their suitcases. Come on. They had 50 chameleons, 35 turtles, 20 snakes, two porcupines, two armadillos were all found in their bags. I do know someone, uh, this was back in the early 80s when they, they owned a parrot or something like that, okay? And we asked, where did you get the parrot? Did you get it from the pet store? And then there's this weird pause. They're a slightly older couple. They look at each other. And then the wife kind of shrugs like, go ahead and tell him. So they smuggled this thing out of the Bahamas into the United States, which obviously is illegal when you can go to the pet store and buy mm-hmm. one. But they, they literally smuggled it from the Bahamas. And they said the only time we got nervous, and security definitely was not what it is now, but they hid it in one of the carry-on bags. And they said, we knew they weren't paying attention because you realize there's a moving skeleton of a bird as it goes to this x-ray machine. So we're kind of waiting for them to come after us. We were prepared to play stupid. No one said a word. So they smuggled this thing back and they had a pet parrot from the Bahamas. Huh. Not something I would recommend, but it's something that they did. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. Justin, welcome to the program. Ran a question, question. All right. I'm sure you can relate to one of these two. Have you ever been dumped or have you ever dumped someone else and why? Oh, man. Yeah, I did dump this one uh, one girl back. It was like a year out of high school and she just uh, seemed cool at first. And then uh, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it got to get down and dirty, she got real freaky and not in a fun way. It was like uh, knives and hatchets and a bunch of other stuff. Turns out she was like a crazy into like the, like the whole juggalo scene and then wanted me to like be a part of that too. And uh, yeah, no, I uh, dropped that after, after, after that pretty, pretty pretty fast. Can I just have a Fago soda and call it a day <laughs> or whatever it is? Fanta, what do they drink? Fago, Fago, Fago pop, Fago. So she didn't reveal this to you until you were already in the relationship. Oh yeah, no, it was basically like right after karaoke, get, like getting into it, and then all of a sudden it's like, let me bring up the fun stuff. I'm thinking like toys and all of that. Well, these toys are pretty freaking sharp. So I was like, yep, yeah, nope, out. Okay. Did it end that quick? Like in that moment? Oh no, I let it finish up first, and then yeah, that's then, what yeah, I thought. No. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone break up with you? Yeah, I, I actually have, and it, and it was uh, it was a long-term relationship, and then it was basically uh, things weren't going where she wanted it to go, and then she just, like, dropped it off, and I was like, all right, cool. Okay. But anyway, she wanted, what, a longer-term relationship, I guess? Yeah, I didn't get the the, uh, the uh, hint. We were, going, we're, getting, we're going ring shopping for, like, a Christmas gift, and when it, she thought we weren't doing it for a Christmas gift, 
Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, you want you want some jewelry? Yeah, sure. What? Yeah, what do you want? She didn't get the hint that it was a ring for another reason. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes does sense. make sense. Uh, I'll raise my ass. Have you ever been dumped or has anyone ever dumped you? If the person you're with texts and says, can we talk today, brace yourself, you're more likely to get dumped today than any other day of the year. Once you say it out loud, it's out there in the universe, man. December 11th was dubbed Breakup Day back in 2008. Oh, you meant someone... today today. 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 the date. Oh, this Jesus. Day, okay. Right now. Uh, someone analyzed <laughs> Facebook status updates, found a ton of people break up exactly two weeks before Christmas, and also found there tend to be more breakups on Mondays in general. So the 11th is kind of a double whammy this year. Experts think there are few reasons behind it. Holidays are stressful. You might be having second thoughts about the person meeting your family. And a surprising number of us will break up just to get out of buying someone a gift, believe it or not. Damn, man. Uh, turning the calendar also uh, represents a fresh start for a lot of people. So if things are going well, it may feel like a natural time to cut your losses and just move on for next year. Uh, the day of the year you're least likely to get dumped, that would be Christmas Day. Well, sure. Because they say that's just cruel. But don't assume you're safe if you make it to the 25th. A poll also found that we uh, tend to avoid breakups this time of year, so we're not alone for the holidays. But on the 26th, breakups will start trending up before peaking again in March. It's unbelievable. I have known people that did it on the 20th. I'm like, dude, you should have just broken up before Christmas. Waiting literally the day after Christmas is not much better. It's not much better. And if you had to estimate, all right, so December 11th, that's the, this is the big breakup day today. Sorry if you got that text, by the way. Uh... How long do you think your partner's been thinking about it before they sent it? Like, it's one thing if you break up because you had a big knockdown, drag out argument. It's understood, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you weren't thinking this before today, but today we, we crossed a threshold that, that neither of us are prepared to come back from. But when it's, hey, man, I did not know anything was wrong. Like, how long has this been on your mind? How long have you been hating your time with me? A while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, depends, not just, that's not just an immediate think, decision. Yeah, I don't think you just come to that decision. So it's usually been like a week or two, I would say. The least. only time that that happens is when circumstances dictate <laughs> that something has happened to the point where you cannot move on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right, somebody, you find out your girl's happened. cheating on you, that's different. I didn't, right. I didn't, one planning on breaking up, but I'm not staying with this whore. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. It's just the way I felt, Mike. There's also subtle signs. If you truly pay attention to who you're with, there are those signs that they're just not feeling it anymore. Mike, Maybe. you're asking us to do too much. I guess, but you know, maybe they haven't crossed the line just yet. But you can you can feel when you're starting to lose them, and so maybe maybe get ahead of the horse. Just ask them, like, how are we doing? Are we okay? Like, are we gonna are we gonna make it to the yeah, end of the season? But here's the problem with doing that: if they're fine or something else is just distracting them because that's where they are in their life, when out of the word you want to break up, what? Why are you asking if we're okay? Do From you our think we're angle, okay? yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't yeah, know. Dude man. shouldn't do a damn thing. Like, we'll be fine. Random, just say random, nothing. Random. Say absolutely nothing. All right, I'm going to give you guys one Living final blissful ignorance. One yeah. final random question, question for the year. Okay. All right. What would you guys say is or was your favorite and least favorite board game when you were growing up? The world of board games. What was your favorite and your least favorite board game? Growing up is tough. I hated Monopoly. I still do. Never enjoyed it. It never seemed fun. I thought it took too uh, much time. It took too long. And like Trivial Pursuit came along, Cranium came along, but I was a little bit older. So I got to think, as a kid, you know what I loved, man? Honestly, Operation. That was like, a good if they game. broke out mm-hmm. Operation, I'm like, oh, it's go time. I sucked at it, yep. but I enjoyed it. One of my favorites was Battleship. 
Yeah, that was I, a good one. I enjoyed playing Battleship as far as that type of game is concerned. Battleship was a lot of fun. The older I got, uh, I really liked Scrabble. Yeah, I really did enjoy Trivia Pursuit, except for the brown pie, which you know nobody liked the brown pie. Was just mm-hmm. just sitting there for an hour trying to get that one piece of pie, which this never. They made happen. a brown for a reason, Mike, because this one so is. Kid, yeah, I remember, I remember as a kid, we, like I, me and my brother loved Monopoly, mm-hmm. but we would only play it around the holiday when we had it like days off to complete because right, it goes on sure. forever. But I mean, I remember like in Candyland or like the game of Life. Life was fun. I did enjoy the game of life. What was the game? Was it War? What was the game that was Risk? What, risk was Stratego Risk. and Risk. Stratego and Risk. Those were ones that I just I wasn't mature enough and couldn't understand. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. And my brother I mean, was into those. The game. I was always a Clue fan when I was a kid. That's another great Clue game. was fun. Uh, I'm with you against Monopoly because if if it ever came out, it was. Uh, uh, too many people that were older than me and were better at it played with me, and it just yeah. it was too long and drawn out, and it was just a slow death. Dominoes, actually, I liked. I know it's not technically a board game, but we played Dominoes a handful of times. Dominoes is great. I really enjoyed uh, uh, Cranium when it did come out. Just the just the different things that, uh, right. that came are you along doing with charades? It. Are you sculpting? What was the drawing? one where you had to basically lie? Is it Boulder Dash? Ball yeah, there was right, right. Mike, huh. this this game is perfect for like people like us because part of the game is BSing. Sure, and then I have to decide like, is Mike? Does Mike know this, or is he just full of f? Right, and sell him to you. But so it's you're like right. poker in a way. Well, I mean, not but, no, but, but in poker you bluff. don't go. Actually, I have four of a kind. Okay, like you have to you have to give an explanation of something, and people have to decide if you're full of s or if you're telling the truth. And I will say, I believe the greatest game right now to me to sit down and play is uh, is Cards Against Humanity. That's a great game. It is so joyful. It is so funny. It is so repugnant. So repulsive, but so hilarious. Everyone I know who plays it ends up having the best yeah. time. There was one that came out when I when I was younger. We were a big movie family when I was growing up. We we had movie nights all the doggone time. We loved watching movies, and so there was a game that actually was for people like us. That was called Seen It. Seen being S C E N. Okay, right. and it was a it was one of those DVD games that you that you plug in there, and yeah. then you know you you roll and you play. Uh, in, in tandem with the board and on the and on the screen, and so they they showed you scenes from a movie, and they were like, "What was the first word that was said?" Stuff like that. Okay, and it was it was a really really cool okay. game, and they got a hundred different iterations of it too for anything that you like. Reason we asked what's your favorite, least favorite board game. This might be a good gift for the holiday season for the uh, for the older uh, people in your family and life. Toy makers uh, they've begun tweaking original classic games or coming out with new ones that embrace an audience that's been around for a while. People more than sixty five years old, and they're being marketed as a way for older folks to sharpen the brain skills as well as. Uh, lay loneliness by helping them connect with family members and friends. Uh, toy maker Hasbro, they penned a licensing deal with Ageless Innovation, which designs toys with older people in mind. So they're coming out with new versions of Scrabble, Trivial Pursuit, and Life, all with a generation's tagline that offer larger fonts on tiles and bigger game okay. pieces. Okay, all right. Uh, the versions of Life and Trivial Pursuit also have expanded their content to cater to younger and older people alike. For instance, the answer to a question in Trivial Pursuit about fitness could be Jack LaLanne or Zumba, <laughs> depending <laughs> on the player's LaLanne, age. Damn. New offerings hit the stores in August, so they are, uh, I guess they're already out now. Uh, next year, it'll unveil a new twist called Brain Bolt Boost that has bigger buttons and is more simplified. Uh, meanwhile, an app connecting robotic dogs called Dog E from Wow Wee that was originally marketed to kids and families is finding a buzz now with the over 65 crowd. Really? Next year, the dog, which can tell the player when it's hungry, when it wants love, or when it wants to play, will see some new twists. I need love. Including a voice command feature as well as memory games on the app. 
We continue to think about what the issues are for older adults and what they are facing. Uh, we're finding that joy in play can have meaningful impact. Uh, the strategies come as the pandemic has changed toy buying habits and more people are getting together and, uh, and playing games once again. Oh, good. Coming up, your guess is as good as mine are categories. We have uh, the states that have more cows than people and your top 10 favorite candy bars. Along with emails coming up next to the men's room at KISW.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 